Thank you, everyone, who listened to episode one, two, and three of my podcast based on my son's story, the broken system story of Exo Alex. Here is episode four. Thank you, everyone. God bless. I just left reality and watched it glitch. That ain't rags, man. Just stealing tips. Ain't no one real. Everybody switched. Can I smoke in peace? Some more nick. Some more nick. Some more nick. Ready up, ready up, morning. What you mean I don't got no weed? I just wake up, fill my juice in the morning. Codeine in my spot, yeah, they lean. I'm just pouring. Double cup, alright, man. These niggas, they be whoring. Slice, 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 slice. I'm just yawning. Fire, 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 fire at them hating. I'm like Jimmy Neutron, you like Jimmy Boring. I'm Spider Man, yeah, I guess you're Norman. Okay, brother weird shit, I'm rapping for real now And he think he cool, but he really internet based Man, he act like a real clown To get to you, behind a creep I don't even look at your profile You said you'll pull up, man, then do it I don't even need you to cap now You look like that whack boy who can rap straight out of Michigan's 8 Mile Why you cap, why you cap, why you cap Where's this team at? Where's Steam at? Where's the Mac at? Where's the strap at? The things you said have The things you head at, the bread at Where's the stacks at? Homie, where's the stacks at? We robbed you clean, we take it to the house and we robbed you grab and we kill her too. That was another song that I found about two and a half months after Alex passed away, which I released it on all digital platforms in his memory as he would have wanted. I didn't know what to call this episode. But I wanted to call it the stage of emotions. Because after the stage of denial and shock start to wear off in your grief, I am now in the emotional stage of my grief. I'm sorry to other families who knows this feeling too well. During this stage, you now realize that they are really physically gone and not coming back to earth. As I shared in the last episode, seeing him on the faces of fentanyl wall in Washington, D.C. really brought on a lot of emotions I felt seeing him the day of the funeral. Everyone handles their grief differently. For me, advocating, educating, and making change is my mission from the loss of my only son, Alex. I've been upset when people tell me how I should be feeling, that don't understand and have no experience with grief. Alex's story came out on the Every 11 Minutes page on Facebook just a few weeks ago, as some of you may have seen. It was a beautiful compilation of video footage that ranged from when he was little until he passed away as another way to raise awareness of what's going on. And at first, it was really hard for me going through so many precious videos of him. It took me a few months. It was really emotional, but happy at the same time to see all those precious memories. 
It was a beautiful video of him on the fentanyl poisoning by a nonprofit that Jeremy runs. He was very nice in compiling a video of these special memories of footage that I had of Alex. The video received support and more awareness to our youth of what could happen when you're experimenting with drugs. Then I started receiving very hateful comments on my son's memory that was posted. People said negative, such awful things that I just couldn't look at anymore. It's very sad that we have people out there that have no regard or caring hearts for other humans. Where is the humanity in this world? This is a reminder to keep preparing my heart to be strong because the world we live in today, it's sad. It makes me sad. Alex used to tell me, Mom, why do you even tell my story to people? They don't care. People just don't give a shit. They don't care. Excuse my language, but that's how Alex said it. He was a realist. I realized this after he passed, that the right people will be in your life who care. And to not give up and to never allow anyone to get to you and your grief because everybody grieves differently and there is no right or wrong way to grieve. I'm not a counselor, but these are based on my grief and my experience. People will use your grief and try to be hurtful. It's still hard for me to trust anyone because their intentions are not pure. When I look back on some of his childhood memories, it makes me sad to see the pain and the sadness that he experienced that I saw him go through from ages five till he was 10. These were childhood trauma, which I kept telling the judges and the doctor that one day he would have adverse childhood trauma. And I didn't want to see a life like that with him living with PTSD. I just wanted him to be a child and have a happy, normal childhood. Something different from what me, I, and his father experienced growing up. He had nothing to do with him. It was so cool. I I, I shake the one of the detective's hand, and they had a they had a freaking bulletproof vest and everything, and then they had their keychain and everything. I think I want to be a detective. It was said that his father's white truck was reported being seen at the scene of the murder that I had brought up in about two episodes ago. And it was told that he was the getaway driver. Now, of course, this was hearsay. And everything you have to prove, it's not what you know, it's what you could prove in court. And I get that quote from one of my favorite movies, Law Abiding Citizen, with Gerard Butler. It's very sad but that's
kind of what happens these days in our community. You just don't know who you can trust and who's connected. And people just seem to love to re-traumatize me and it's not acceptable. Nobody knows how I feel. I don't ever wish this feeling upon anybody. Uh, nobody should ever tell you when, how you can grieve and when you need to stop grieving. Alex never got to live the life on earth that he dreamt of. And it made me sad when he would come home and he would tell me stories like this. And I just couldn't believe it. And that's why I would start recording him because sometimes people would say he had a wild imagination. And I had him in therapy. I had him with psychiatrists, counselors all the time. And my son was not crazy. He was really seeing this and going through this. It's just crazy what I saw him go through and how much pain and how much he suffered when we should have been taking trips to Disneyland, to the beach, to all these things that families get to do when kids are growing up. Sometimes I blamed myself for not making it work with his dad. But then that wasn't a healthy situation either. You just never know the outcome and people change. People really do change. But like I said, Alex never got to live the life that he dreamt of. Our family has an empty void that we will forever fill. Just like I said on the radio yesterday morning when I did an interview with Keep NM Alive, and I just said that he was the light to our family, and our family has been dead for almost two years now. And it just hasn't been the same, and it never will be. You learn every day your new life, and it's like a wave of emotions. It's just not fair. I don't understand why. He was being bullied by people who pretended to be his friend. Like I said, my emotions are awake now. My heart is fragile. I'm out of the state of denial and out of the state of shock. There is no time in anybody's grief. People that have hurt my son and me before he passed, have tried to resurface, which, you know, sometimes it seems genuine, but you just don't know who you can trust anymore. And it just feels like 
people try to get close to you for information on your life or to see what, you know, what happened and all of this information. And you have to relive everything from the night that your child died. You know, if I want to talk about that, then I will discuss that with somebody. But it's just not okay how humanity has seemed to be, which sadly you really learn when you're in the state of grief. And I will not talk to anybody that is associated with anybody that had anything to do with my child's death. This is why Alex deserved to be loved and treated with respect when he was alive. When he was alive, he needed that love and he needed that respect. And I appreciate everybody that has reached out genuinely for his memory. But through my grief therapy, I have learned that I have not been able to properly grieve due to everyone being in my business since the day Alex passed. These were sad recordings, of course, that I went through, that I heard of my son. And everybody has a story. And it's just not okay to judge. So thank you to everybody that listens and that has supported me and has never judged and has been there and advocated and not treated me like I was just this crazy grieving mother. But there is research with children who have faced adverse childhood effects are more likely to experiment with substances because of pre-exposure and environmental factors and trauma. So it's not okay to judge people. We're really trying to end the stigma on fentanyl poisoning and drug use and everything. And that's what I'm also advocating for. Because when Alex passed away, it was unfortunate. The different stories that I was told about how my son passed away, supposedly. And I'm his mother and only I know everything unless I've shared any facts with anybody. And it was just very sad to hear the labels and the stigma. And I heard a story that my son was in and out of rehab because he was a drug addict. And if any of you actually knew me and just recently heard me saying that he was in the ICU when he was given a pill by his friend to try that was pure fentanyl and he was told it was something else. And he was left to die at his grandma's house. I found him. I provided him Narcan. Thank God there was Narcan in the house. 
and I called 911 immediately and I was trying to help him. And I remember the EMTs getting there and the police getting there and I thank all of the police for everything that you do. I know that your job isn't easy, but in my circumstance that day, I was concerned about saving my son while I was on the phone with EMTs. And the police department got there and they wanted to see the pill that my son ingested. And I looked around him and there was a little baggie with one other pill with an M printed on it. And I said, oh my God, here is this. And then I looked at his phone and saw a message to the person that had given it to him. And I said, oh my gosh, we need to find this person. This person is giving people pills that are pure fentanyl. Um, it could kill other people. And well, at that time, they said, ma'am, um, so we might be reaching out to you here soon about charging your son for possession of controlled substance. And I was just really shocked because my son was being taken out by ambulance and was barely alive and was being taken to the ICU at the hospital fighting for his life. So it's just really sad because everything that Alex told me, you know, even about his school and why he didn't want to go to school and what was going on and that when he talked to the social worker, everybody just labeled him as a snitch and it just made it hard for him. Mom, you're just making it hard for me when you tell the school, like, what's going on. And anyways, long story short, you know, his school has been on the news twice in the last six months. And the things that they have been on the news for were the things that my son was reporting. He said, Mom, everybody's vaping in the bathroom. People are selling drugs, taking drugs, you know, doing all these things. And he said he just felt like so singled out, like he was his dad's son. And I'm not trying to say that in a mean way, but, you know, he was treated differently at times because of what he had went through a couple of months before when he was in the hospital and his father, unfortunately, offered to smoke fentanyl with him the first time. And thank God he didn't die that time. So I'm really trying to help end the stigma. And that's why I've been advocating with Keep New Mexico Alive. And this Sunday, we're going to be doing a screening and discussion with Keep New Mexico Alive. Um, the county and the city and everybody is sponsoring. We have so many people that are helping with this event. It's a movie that's going to be showing. And it's a New Mexican-based movie about addiction. 
and the struggles that a family faces that's called All the World is Sleeping. And it's going to be shown this Sunday, October 22nd from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Highland Theatre on 4800 Central Avenue Southeast in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the zip code's 87108 if you use GPS like I do all the time because I'm Dory the Fish Reloaded is what I tell people how I feel so lost without my son now. Anyways, um, again, this is going to be a free event and there's about 600 people the, the seating capacity is seated up to. There's going to be an open discussion after the movie. So I really encourage the community, everybody to go out there and see this movie. Um, also, on Sunday, October 29th, Keep New Mexico Alive was partnering with Bernalillo County and City of Albuquerque to do the first final awareness candlelight vigil. So it's going to be from 5 to 7.30 p.m. at the One Civic Plaza in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this is going to be a lighting of candles in remembrance of loved ones that we've lost to drugs and fentanyl poisoning and in support of those who continue to struggle from the effects. There's also going to be workshops held from the 23rd until the 27th next week for Fentanyl Awareness Week, all week. You can go to keepnmalive.com and there's all these workshops ranging from addictions and families, um, trauma and healing, how to show emotion, how to do all these things, you know, that can potentially help save that family member. Because what they're going through there's usually a reason for it. And I recently heard that and I just really hope that we can stop this epidemic of fentanyl poisoning and help save our community and help save our youth. Because this kind of pain of losing your child we're losing our future America. This is not a pain that parents deserve to go through. Children shouldn't be going through this. Like I said in my last episode, babies are dying now too. It's just so sad. So please, everybody come out. Join us for all of the workshops, the candlelight vigil, and then the screening and discussion of the movie on this coming Sunday, October 22nd. From 2 to 6 p.m. at the Highland Theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 4800 Central Avenue. Thank you again, everybody.
who has listened to me and supported me and my podcast about Alex's story. Like I said, I want to get everybody's story out there so we can spread awareness everywhere and help fight this as a community together. So if you or anybody that you know has lost somebody to fentanyl poisoning and you are in New Mexico or anywhere, please reach out on the email on the information about the podcast with your story because I am working on next season and I definitely want to spread more awareness and get more stories out there because you're not alone and I know it takes time to learn to talk and to not let your emotions consume you. I've almost had my emotions consume me quite a few times but I've been working on how to control it better. Some days you can't control it. Some days you just have to be extra strong and know that you're doing things that are making your child's legacy live on and helping save our future and everybody that's struggling from fentanyl poisoning or who has lost someone to fentanyl poisoning. Thank you again and God bless you. And I always end every episode with one of Alex's songs. This was his song that I found, the first one, after he passed away. So thank you everybody for supporting him and his legacy. Here is his song, Imagine It, by XO Alex, my beautiful baby boy, forever 16. Imagine it too, cause I want you. Yeah. Wrong way, bring it, bring it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine it too, cause I want you. Yeah. Shotty, wifey type, yeah, and her mind blue. Yeah. That's some big old rags, yeah, I just ran through. Big old cap, yeah, I don't like you That's a big truck, I might wrist up Put a C up, I put a B up She keep looking at me like, yeah, that's my lean gut I used to take the X for perk, now I'm fiend on him Yeah, be talking all that good shit, put a bean on him I don't like the way he look, yeah, I got C's on him Bitch, we're staring at my racks, I got all green on it. Bitch, keep sound fine, why can't they see him? My girl's the best alive, you can't even pee on him my baby real as hell and she stack that cheese on her Who even hire me? Yeah, they say I'll be top 10, yeah Soon I'll be top 3, yeah You know that's all me, yeah Taking all your dubs, I'm feeling no win You can't even tell me your friends Tell you all your friends I'm feeling your bands, you're getting your friends, yeah Wrong way, bring it, bring it back Yeah, yeah, yeah Imagine it too, cause I want you Shotty wifey type, yeah, and her mind blue That's some big old rags, yeah, I just ran Big old cap, yeah, I don't like you That's a big truck, I my wrist up Put a C up, I put a B up She keep looking at me like, yeah, this my lean gut I used to take the X for perk, now I'm fiend on him Yeah, be talking all that this, she put a bean on him I don't like the way he look, yeah, I got C's on him Bitch, we're staring at my racks, I got all green on it Bitch, keep 
say I'm fine, why can't they see on me? My girl's the best alive, you can't even compete on me. My baby really tell and she stacks like cheese.